Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up? What's up, Course Wizards? Welcome to yet another meta episode of the Course Wizards. What's up, Chris? Yet another meta episode. I think every episode we have is in some ways a meta episode if you put this stuff into practice, right? <laughs> that's right. And we're not talking about metaverse because that's with Dr. Strange. Oh, no, that's multiverse. <laughs> that's meta- metaverse, isn't that the... Uh, <laughs> well, that's also Dr. Strange uh, Zuckerberg, yeah. right? The Into the metaverse is Spider-Man. Yeah. And then multiverse is Dr. Strange. But we are talking about... Zucker meta. <laughs> so I, I, I think I think if everyone's as confused as we are right now, then you're all we're all on the same page. We are all on the same page. So let's unwind some of the confusion. Um, Chris and I came across this article. Meta research reveals conversion optimization best practices, and we thought this would be a great episode to talk about today. Right, Chris? Yeah, so this is at uh, searchenginejournal.com, and what this is is they have uh, produced this white paper that's the result of a study of 500 different landing pages, and the results they've come up with are quite interesting, and that's what we're going to go over today. I've I've asked Ahmed if he would go ahead and just kind of walk us through the, the different things that they found in landing pages that really make a difference, because, you know, when it comes to your courses... They people find them ultimately as a result of hitting a landing page, right? And if, right. if, they, if they don't have uh, uh, any idea what this is, they're going to be reading your landing page, and you want to have good conversion. You want to get them to purchase. And uh, according to this study, uh, for instance, there was a yoga company that put this into practice, and they increased their sales by 13% just by including these things that Amit and I are going to talk about today. Uh, so yeah, again, if you put this into practice, you can really go far with this. Absolutely, Chris. And CRO, conversion rate optimization, is massive. I'm personally guilty of not doing it, Chris. I know you are. I know we all are. Because it's so easy to make a landing page, throw money at an ad, and then just blame that, you know, the ad did work. Uh, whereas the problem really could be, are you doing these things that drive conversions? Because even like you said, 13% is huge. Think about, oh, Chris, can you think about a 1% uptick in conversion for a company like Walmart or Amazon? We're talking billions, yeah, and and that that's why when you go to Amazon, you'll find that oh, there's some new feature on their on their landing page today, right? Or in their checkout in their checking uh, cart, uh, they, they do all these kinds of things because they're constantly tweaking to make sure it's the best it can be. And you're right, Amit, that most of us we we work hard to build our funnel. And then we put it out there and then we kind of just let it sit. We say, well, I'm I'm, on to the next thing, right? But if you can optimize it, you can do so much better. 
and some of these findings i'm i'm so excited to talk about this it's going to be a little longer form uh podcast today but i think our listeners are going to get immense value from this um so grab grab a bucket of popcorn and let's hit it chris all right so so tell us what then are the three most important considerations when you're wanting to optimize that landing page according to this paper yep so th- three most important things speed details and answers and mobile optimized page elements and we're going to talk a little bit more about those three things in details so chris i can start with speed if that's cool yeah so so speed is is how uh, how fast you get someone to the page right yep how fast <laughs> no, i'm well, kidding it's, it's how fast the page works it's, it's how well the page works how yes. fast it loads in and how quickly it gets them to take action yeah and average load times have gone down as technology has gotten better this is an AOL we're not talking frame after frame after frame of page loading we're talking like seconds right mm. your page should be loading in 1 2 max 3 seconds after that you're toast Wow, that that that's amazing and and, and I saw that this paper it says that more than 50% of visitors will abandon a website if it takes more than 3 seconds to load in. That's is that insane Chris? 3 seconds. That is insane. So if it takes yeah. more than 3 seconds to your for your website to come up for your landing page to come up, you're going to lose half your visitors. Just goes to show you how sad humanity has become. <laughs> We have no patience. Yeah. But on 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 the flip side, <laughs> there's really good um uh stats for those who do optimize they say that their bounce rate in, improves by 56% um they uh, uh have a lower cost per purchase of like 5% so really yeah this is important to do so so what do we do to speed up our pages on it well like you said get a ferrari no, i'm i'm just kidding <laughs> so uh there are a few uh technical things in here that if you're not a wordpress user might not apply to you because course platforms have their own closed loop cms content management system one is minimize http requests that just means the number of requests your browser sends to your page in order to load your page uh, obviously if you're using something like new zealand think if it kajabi they have taken care of that piece so you don't have to worry about that too much uh improve well, F- Before you, before you go on, they do improve that, and then they hopefully are taking care of that. But almost all of these providers allow you to put items in your header and to add embedded things, and all those are great. They can, they can produce a better experience, but it, those things can also slow your page down if they are also producing requests, right? So you want to make sure that everything you've got is really important to be there. Yes, absolutely. Um next one is improve time to FCP. FCP is first contentful paint. And what that means is this has nothing to do with people's people whose websites is about painting. Uh first contentful contentful paint is a technical term about about the browser when the browser can see that first piece of element loading right like your headline your background image your paragraph everything above the fold it's called fcp first contentful paint so make sure it's loading super fast 
compared to everything else below the fold. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and, and what can slow that down again are those requests and, and, and things that you've got running in addition to the actual page itself. Uh, so just, just watch that. Be sure, again, if you have other elements going on, things you've embedded, make sure you really need them because they can slow things down. Yep. Um, next one is deliver optimized assets. This one, everyone can control. What are optimized assets? Uh, make sure you're using web-safe fonts. Um, don't use fancy fonts because that slows you down. Like, yeah, you might like the look of it, but visitors don't care. Mm -hmm. Give them, just Google what are web-safe fonts and use them because those fonts are stored in your browser's local cache and your browser doesn't have to make an additional HTTP request to grab that font. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, hope, and hopefully, if you, if you get if you're using a service like a New Zendler or Thinkific, uh, something like that, they already they don't let you do a lot of extra stuff. Hopefully, those fonts are built in. But there are some things that you can load in there that would slow it down. Yep, like heavy duty images. So don't like go to images. Canva. <laughs> yeah, don't download a 25 megabit Im image from Canva and upload it to your landing page. Absolutely not. You should be running it by a image compression platform like TinyPNG is what I use. Uh, WordPress has some good ones like WP Smush is one. Um, ShotPixel is a great one that everyone uses, uh, but that's a WordPress plugin. If you don't use WordPress, definitely check out TinyPNG. I think it's like 50 bucks a year, Chris. It's something yeah. ridiculously cheap. Yeah, and for most Macs and PCs, there are third-party programs. Uh, I know on the Mac, Image Optim is a very popular one that's completely free. And it, what it does is it basically uh, loads in the background of your Mac, and all you have to do is right-click on any image, and it'll automatically um, compress it even further, but still keep it as, as lossless as possible. Um, and that's a way that you can do it on your home computer before you ever upload to that training site. Nice. I like that. Uh, I don't know any about Windows because I only use TinyPNG. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something so easy to do. Same thing with videos. Hey, Chris, if you go on even corporate websites, you and I and people like us who are addicted to lifetime deals mm -hmm. do things like buying uh, video embed softwares. You know what every corporate website uses to embed videos? YouTube. YouTube. Go to any corporate website. I have never seen other than anything other than YouTube or Vimeo, which yeah. is crazy. But yet we spend money on these lifetime deals and finding embed things. Just upload your video to YouTube and embed that. If you upload a video directly to the landing page, it's going to be a much heavier landing page and it's going to take up memory and it's going to be slow to load. So just yeah, upload it to YouTube. Keep it unpublished. I mean, not unpublished. Keep it unlisted that way your youtube channel viewers won't see it but you can still embed it externally to any website yeah that's exactly right and you can also keep in mind not to create uh, images or videos that are beyond what you need on your website as far as the size goes right so if you're yeah. if you're uh, uh, got a, an image that's 1000 pixels by 4000 pixels but you're you're going to have it be a thumbnail a little tiny image on your website make it a tinier image before you put it on your website. Don't put that big image on because it'll be harder to load in. And if you don't need something that's 4K on your website, 
go ahead and just do a regular HD video. That might be just fine. And that, that's a way to just keep those numbers down, make things load in faster, even when um, uh, you don't, you're not able to optimize everything else. Yeah. Uh, the other is defer loading out of view content. So we talked about FCP, which was first contentful paint, everything above the fold. What this is talking about is lazy loading some of that other stuff that's below the fold that starts loading as the uh, your visit, website visitor is scrolling. Again, uh -huh. not in your control unless you're using WordPress because WordPress plugins allow you to just check a button that does it, but just something for our listeners to be aware of. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then final thing, remove unused third-party uh, code. Uh, so Chris, you and I have done this. You know, we buy a software on AppSumo. Uh, we test it out. It requires an embed code on your new Zendler page. We embed the code. We test it out. Eh, not really so fond of the software. We refund it. Well, we might forget to remove that embed code from that landing page. So now that's taking up um, precious real estate because every time you add a piece of JavaScript, a piece of HTML, it's going to take a few milliseconds to load and they add up as more and more scripts get added to your landing page. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was just thinking, you know, that we talked a few episodes back on, let's see, episode 121 was about how to use Microsoft Clarity, which is a uh, an app that is online, it's free, and allows you to gain all these great insights and stats about your web page. But what you do is you put a piece of code in the header of your web page that is able to see what's going on. Well, that's the kind of thing that I would say, hey, you could go ahead and if you're not going to use that for a while, maybe take it out so that you're not constantly having more, again, calls and requests from that page. Is that third-party code? Yep. And Chris, like I mentioned, we'll keep this a little long form because I think there's some really good information. We'll try to breeze through it. We won't get too technical, too deep. But I want our listeners to know that you know th there's some really good information coming up here. Yeah. So yeah. the next next thing was details and answers. Yeah. Okay. And what so this, look at speed. You have to optimize for speed. You also yeah. want to optimize for details and answers. Yep. Okay. And so then go ahead. what I have done, and I've done this in the past, Chris. I don't know how much you have run Facebook ads or any type of ads. I have missed out on congruency. Your ad shows an image, um, some copy, a headline, and call to action. When I click that call to action, maybe the call to action says learn more. When I click on that, I come to a landing page which has a call to action button which says enroll now. Well, I'm going to be confused. There's no congruency between I just click learn more and now I'm being asked to enroll now. So just having that continuity between the ad that the visitor clicked and the destination page is one of the recommendations from Meta. Yeah, that's really good. And and I think also it's including a lot of those things that, you know, we've talked about before, like having testimonies and FAQs, answers to questions and specifics about the product, what it is they're purchasing. You want to have that on there because you don't want to leave them 
with questions. I mean, if, 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 if you know, you know, cause you might be someone who researches something a lot before purchasing it. I'm someone like that. If I'm looking at buying something, I will go on YouTube and look for videos. I'll look for other reviews of it. I want to know as much as I can about it before I make a purchase. And what you want to do is provide all the answers you can right there on the page so that they don't leave the page and so that there's there's no questions left unanswered and they're just ready to buy. Absolutely. So that's that was the second point. You covered it perfectly. Make sure it doesn't have to be like a mile long landing page, but you can keep it succinct and still answer every possible question that they might have that you can think of. Yeah. And as you do your research, more questions come up from people. Just add it in your FAQ section. Uh, the next, the white paper also suggested... And we link out to this white paper that was published by Meta that was covered in the search engine search engine journal article uh, was reconsidering the mobile user experience on a monthly basis, Chris. I personally have not done this. I do test my mobile landing page like a maniac like every other day, but I don't reconsider that experience. So I think that was a really good call there too. Yeah, that that's interesting. I, I, you know, it, it's very easy even when you're creating websites to not really think about the whole mobile side when you're creating it because you're doing so on your desktop. Usually, you got the thing really big on there and you're working on it and you're kind of and you'll resize it once in a while and go, oh yeah, it works on mobile without really taking into account that that mobile experience has got to be good because. Um, and we have definitely seen it as we look at our stats, like half the people that come to our websites are on mobile. Half of them. That's amazing. Yep. So that was it for the details and answers. Now the last header they had was mobile optimized page elements. Let's talk a little bit about what that means, Chris. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, that basically means that just everything is truly, made optimized for mobile, right? So the things like they can find that menu by clicking on the little hamburger button and, and it's there, right? And it gives them access to all the pages in the website. That the call to action elements span the width of the page so that people can click it easy with their big fingers, right? Mm -hmm. You want to have things like that because those, those kind of elements and even making some elements sticky so that they're always on the page, even if they scroll up, they said this, a lot of, uh, some retailers have experienced like a 3% lift in sales just by making a product filter sticky. So that's the kind of thing you got to think about that you wouldn't even think about when creating your regular page. You've yeah. got to think, what do people want when they come to my mobile site versus my regular site. Yep. For that um, sticky call to action elements, again, uh, NewsHandler doesn't provide this, but I have used uh, custom CSS. I have hired developers who use custom CSS to do it, but you can also use third-party tools uh, that embed, like I use ConvertBox, which puts like a sticky header on top, a sticky header at the bottom of the page. Mm -hmm. So I was really happy to see this because I am using it. And that retailer they're talking about is Bambas, the sock company, which is on Shark Tank. They put a sticky filter on top so people can easily filter sock sizes, patterns, colors, etc. 3% lift for them is millions of dollars because their volume is just crazy. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I think this is just eye-opening, and I hope 
everyone who's listening to this takes a moment to go read this article because the article is really, really good. Um, Ahmed, I appreciate you sharing this with us. And and it, it links to the actual white paper, which is, drumroll, 33 pages long. <laughs> I mean, 33 pages of gold right there. Yes, and it's completely free. So if you're really thinking, man, I, I've been working, I need to work on my landing page, make sure it is all that, this is the place to start. Go ahead and download this white paper, um, take into these things uh, into consideration that we've talked about, um, uh, and I think you're going to find yourself having a lot more success. So uh, uh, again, those things are, just as a quick recap, for your landing page, you want to focus on speed, details and answers, providing details and answers, and making it mobile optimized. All the page elements on their mobile optimized. You do those three things, you are certain to increase your success with selling your courses. Yep. And Chris, before we let our listeners go, there are a few things I would like them to check out. Even if they don't check out this white paper is... The case studies that they mentioned in there, one was Pill Club. I've never heard of it, but Pill Club redesigned its homepage just for mobile. And Chris and I use Trello. So Chris, you can see the screenshot that's in the comments. But I'm looking at a screenshot of their mobile designed page. It's amazing. It has a sticky header. It has a headline and three different things explaining what Pill Club is then an image, and then a call to action button all above the fold on a mobile. That is, it looks simple, Chris, but that is so hard to achieve while getting your message across. So definitely check out Pill Club. Uh, That was one of the case studies. And then the other one is 1440. I've never heard of that brand. But they did a test between join free for their newsletter versus subscribe and join free was actually a clear winner versus subscribe to our newsletter because we all get into the habit of just saying subscribe. Uh, so mm-hmm. just as simple as changing that word subscribe to join free, they saw a huge bump in their subscribers. So check out those case studies. Again, check out this white paper. It is just filled with golden nuggets that would just change, blow your mind and Chris, thank you for that recap. Thank you all of our listeners for tuning in, for listening to the Course Wizards podcast. Zuckerberg, if you're listening, good job on the white paper. (laughs) With that, uh, keep creating. We'll catch you on the flip side. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You heard it first on the Course Wizards. Yes, right. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com. Hey, course creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards, and I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi slash apps. That's writing.fyi slash apps.